הרי מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שתורנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכנע עפר הקדוש משבר הצמח ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש תדיק יסודו למנחל נובע מכל חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופגם את שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן ואומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So today ברוך השם we have a couple conversations smaller ones but still very important um, things that are very encouraging as well we're going to discuss some and uh, some beautiful stuff also a very beautiful story um, towards the end of the podcast that's going to be the last conversation so if respetet where we left off conversation 289 amar lechal rabenu once told an individual one who's not trapped and confused by the desire for money or wealth, or one who's not trapped in this, this inclination for money. And he doesn't do business um, uh, surpassing the needs of what he, uh, surpassing his capabilities. Essentially, he's not doing business with money that doesn't belong to him or money um, that he doesn't have. Essentially, he's not doing things that are beyond his um, his core, beyond his strength, beyond his possessions. That he engages in business with faith, with the money that he has, levad, alone. He's not borrowing from other people to do great business and to engage in, uh, what do you call it, bigger projects and things that he's not really capable of, that he needs to use outside help from. Rabbanu says if a person does this and he engages in his limits, he's fulfilling the verse of what is brought down famously in the Shema. It says, over there. It says, You shall love Hashem your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. So Rabbanu says, All your might, to love God with all your might. You're fulfilling it when you do business according to your capabilities and not beyond it. Rabbeinu also said to an individual, when a person gives one-fifth of his profits to charity, one-fifth of the money to charity, he's fulfilling this too, with all your might. Essentially, you have the ability to fulfill this mitzvah through um, one-fifth of charity. Because, of course, the minimum for a Jew is to give one-tenth, 10% of your profit. But um, some people go push that limit, and they sometimes even give uh, 12, 15, and then they go up to 20. 20 is a level that is very high um, when it comes to this mitzvah. And the Rabbanu says, you're feeling through this. You're, feeling, you're loving God with all your might when you give one-fifth of your money to charity. Bezrat Hashem, we have the merit to, to get to that level of emunah and to love Hashem with all our might uh, by giving one-fifth. Se'if Resh Tzadik, conversation 290. I heard him the Rebbe's name, when the great Tzadik speaks the words that he speaks. And this is a huge conversation. This is very important. Because now it's going to give us the proof that when the tzaddik haemet, the true tzaddik speaks, it is applicable to every soul. And it's not that, uh, maybe it doesn't connect to me or this or that. No, it does connect you. Just if you don't feel that you're connected to the words of the true tzaddik, then you have a blemish within yourself. That you don't recognize who you are. But if you recognize truly who you were, you understood your neshava, then you'd be attached to the words. 
The problem is that we get in the way of the greatness of the word of the tzaddik, for they actually apply to us. It's just we don't even understand what we need. So now, let's see what Rabbeinu says. When the great tzaddik speaks the words that he speaks, all the words that are needed for all the Jewish people are encompassed in his words, in his speech. And all the things that each and every Jew needs are in his words. Meaning all your your solutions, all the things that you need to hear are there. And this is what it says in the verse. These are the words that Moshe spoke to all of Israel. What does that mean? Rabbeinu explains that the words that Moshe spoke became things to all the Jewish people. Meaning what? Each and every one of those words became something to each and every Jew. It had a different meaning to each and every Jew. It applied to each and every Jew. Because each and every Jew found what he needed within the words of Moshe. So when it comes to the true tzaddik, the words especially of, uh, of Moshe Rabbeinu, of Rabbi Shem Yochai, Rabbi Nachman, when we hear words of Rabbeinu, especially in Sichot and things like this, these words apply to every Jew wherever they stand. No matter where the Jew is, from the highest to the lowest. But if you think that you're beyond that, then it means that you, you don't recognize where you yourself stand. And it's something important for us to, to understand that when the words of the Jude Sadiq, when it's something's written in the Zohar, when some, even if we don't understand it's a festival, our soul is understanding it. There's something that we need to take from that. And it, the same is true for the writings of the Ariya Kadosh and the Bar Shem Tov, and great Sadiqim, but specifically the Tzadik Haggadol, the great Tzadik, the, the level of Moshe Rabbeinu. When we hear his advice, it is obvious that we need to take something from it and that we're not above it. Or that or too below it, to say that he's speaking to greater people. No, not at all. All the words of the tzaddik encompass all the levels. And that is a principle that we have to have complete emunayin. That we struggle with a lot of the time because, if we really believed in the words that we're studying, especially when it comes to the words of Rabbi Nachman and Sichot or Moran and his other books, we would really apply them with all our might and all our force because we could become true tzaddikim. It's just, we don't have enough emunah in the words. And that's where we need to put our faith in. That's where we need to put our prayers in. That we fulfill the words of the true tzaddikim. Especially the words of Rabbeinu who has the advice to make the biggest rasha to the biggest tzaddik. And this is a, this is a fact. Se'if resh tzaddik alef. Conversation 291. Rabbi Nathan says, I found um, in the book Likute Moran a subject that had not yet been printed. And this is it. Rabbeinu said that in each and every generation, new diseases arise, new sicknesses arise, God's, may God spare us. As it says in the verse in Kohelet, Rabbeinu proves it from here, you see that the more that increases, the more knowledge increases, the more pain increases. The more, the greater your consciousness, the greater the pain. Because of course, the greater you push yourself, the more the test, the greater the test. But now Rabbeinu is explaining it in a different fashion. Meaning, the later the generations go, the more we pass on in time. The further on we go in the generations, the more the consciousness or the knowledge of the philosophers get greater. 
They're more their heretical ideas and their philosophies, their atheistic ideas. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, spread throughout the world, and they they get deeper. Because each and every generation comes upon new wisdoms. There's new philosophers that go deeper into this philosophy and come out with new ideas. Because of this, Yosif Machov, a new pain is increased and is added. And what is that? It's that new sicknesses arise. May God spare us. May Hashem save us from such things. So if Resh Tzadik Pe, sorry, Resh Tzadik Bet. 292, the last one for today. A beautiful story that is, uh, puts things into perspective. It's a, it's a nice, um, it's a wake-up call for anybody who feels that, they, that they're, they're going somewhere, in a sense. That Bahamut, even the greatest tzaddikim before Rabban, who felt ashamed to stand before him. We're going to see something very special here. Uh, a reaction that Rabban has with a very big mikubal, a very big tzaddik, that, uh, what do you call it? Who actually later became one of his biggest followers, in fact. They once told me, um, one of Rabbanu's holy conversations, a story that happened to him. That uh, an important chassid, um, by the way, it is noted that in, in Kochveor, if I'm not mistaken, that this Hasid was Rabbi Yudol. Rabbi Yudol was one of the famous students of Rabbeinu. He drew close to Rabbeinu with his, uh, a, a colleague of his, uh, Rab Shmuel Isaac. Rabbi Yudol was a Rav of men, uh, uh, hundreds and hundreds of families in a community called Dashev. And when he drew close to Rabbeinu, he actually brought everyone with him. <laughs> and it was hundreds of kilometers um, hundreds of kilometers of journey to get from uh, Dashev to where Rabbeinu was staying, which was in uh, Brasov at that point, or even could have been, I forget where, uh, Zatipolia maybe, I, I'm not sure. But um, Rabbi Yudel was already advanced in his days, he was older, much older than Rabbeinu. And aside from that, um, he was quite notable, he was a pretty famous Hasid. He had a tremendous knowledge in the writings of the Arizal. May his memory be a blessing. And he wanted to draw close to Rabbeinu. He heard a lot about Rabbeinu. He wanted to draw close to him. And he began to speak with Rabbeinu like it was common for the important Hasidim to do. Meaning, the greater Hasidim used to have a way to speak between each other. It was a different sort of conversation. And he was speaking in that sort of way. And he spoke to Rabbeinu. He told Rabbeinu, he asked Rabbeinu like this, Let Rabbeinu, let our Rabbi show us a pathway to serve the Creator, blessed be He. He's asking Rabbeinu, show us pathways to serve Hashem. And Rabbeinu responded to him in a language of wondering, like, Questioning the, what Rabbi Yudel just said. And he told Rabbi Yudel, he said, Ladat This incredible language that is brought from Tehidim, chapter 67, the famous Tehidim that is shaped in the menorah. Ladat 
to know your pathways in the earth. But there's a way to read it. That's a literal transition. Lada, you want to know. You meaning you want to know a pathway in Abodatabore to serve Hashem. Ba'aret Tarkecha, your ways in the earth. Meaning what? Hanumishehu Adain Meshuka Be'artiyut Gamur. Who wrote Lada Derk Leitkarev Lashemit Ba'ach? Rabbanu is asking him. He's saying, this is what he means by that phrase. One who's still trapped in the Gashmiut of this world. In the physicality, complete physicality of this world, he wants to know a pathway to draw close to Hashem. He wants to know drachim towards drawing close to Hashem. Meaning, the language of derech, pathway, it, it, it implies that you're already involved in complete avodat Hashem, that you're a tzaddik gamur, and that mamash, you're you're involved in the derech already. You're you're there. You're 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 in it, and now it's just enhancing a new pathway to show me a new level. But Rabbi was saying. Who's already a big tzaddik. <laughs> but aren't you in the earth? And what are you talking to me about? Wanting to know to draw close to Hashem through certain drachim, certain pathways. And we can understand from Rabbeinu's words, we can imply from the story. That the reason why Rabbeinu snapped at him was because why Rabbeinu responded in a, in a, at a harsh level was because Rabbi Yudo was speaking to Rabenu in a language and an expression of arrogance. As if he and Rabenu were there together and that he wanted to see Rabenu what, uh, what pathways he had to offer. That he was asking Rabenu, I want to know a path towards Hashem. As if he was lacking nothing except to know certain pathways. Meaning that from the way Rabbi Yudul expressed that question, he was telling Rabbeinu that he had already attained great levels already, and now it was just, you know what I mean? Uh, enhancing a new path. Rabbeinu responded to him in a way of talking to him, saying that, what? No, let's get to the Tachlit, let's speak truth. Don't speak to me about the Rachim Ba'avodat Hashem, I want, you, I want us to be, to be honest with each other. And seems scary <laughs> because Rabenu his character is very unique in the fact that Rabenu speaks so highly about being careful about the way we speak to people and not embarrassing and this and that but it is unique when it comes to the great Sadiq when it comes to the true Sadiq for he knows the Nishama of each and every individual that comes before him as Rabenu had already proven uh, said many times that any single neshama that he comes before him he knows the past reincarnations he knows all the sins of that person he knows everything about him from head to toe he knows the entire DNA of that person everything his thoughts there's stories about Rabenu that mamash a person would come before him he would tell him exactly what he was thinking it was something very special and Rabenu cuts away a lot of that falsehood that's surrounding certain things and conversations that a person might present to Rabenu and he knows exactly the emet that he needs to target. So Rabenu speaks at a general level that we have to be careful not to embarrass another individual, this or that, but Rabenu at times used to do certain things that seemed contrary to what he might have been preaching at a, at a general level. And the reason being is that there's only one person who can do such a thing as Rabenu speaks um, in lesson 64 I'll give an example and it's not to say that the tzaddik thinks he's at a level uh, what do you call it 
where he's doing this out of arrogance or he's at a superior level. Not at all. It's that he knows that he needs to do a certain rectification with an individual that's before him that he can only accomplish in that direction. But another person doesn't have access to know that. Like Rabbeinu says in Lesson 64, I'll give an example. In Lesson 64 of the Kutim Moran, Rabbeinu teaches us that a person must avoid philosophy. And he must not enter philosophy. But the only person that's allowed to enter um, philosophy is the true tzaddik, the tzaddik at the level of Moshe Rabbeinu, the Neshama Moshe. For only he is able to go down to that place and remain unharmed there to retrieve certain souls that have fallen there. Essentially, the tzaddik, the reason why he reads and studies philosophy is not for himself, in fact, he hates doing it. The only reason he needs to do it is because he needs to retrieve certain trapped souls that have been there for hundreds, thousands of years, that only he can go down there to because he's completely unblemished. So there's a reason why Rabenu or why Moshe Rabenu does certain things in, in a certain way, like uh, why Moshe Rabenu, of course, why it's such a big mitzvah in the Torah to get married, and why Moshe Rabenu needed to separate from his wife. And how Hashem Yitbarach told Moshe Rabbeinu separate from his wife. There's certain inyanim, certain subjects that we cannot understand with about the true tzaddik. And Rabbeinu teaches us this in the Kutum Moran. And when it comes to the true tzaddik, the true tzaddik is like a stamp. The stamp though, when you try to read the stamp in itself, um, you cannot read it because everything is backwards. It's flipped upside down. The second you put it on the paper, which is the, talmid, which is the, the talmidim, which are the students of the tzaddik, then you can understand the tzaddik. And Rabbeinu says the same way. The only way you can get a taste of the true tzaddik is by looking at a student. For you cannot understand the tzaddik. It's like looking at the sun. Try to look at the sun, you'll be completely blinded. There are certain things that the tzaddik will do that are not for everyone to do at all. And it's because he needs to accomplish a certain tikkun in that place that only he can do. Um, And we, as students, we as simple Jews need to follow the simple advice. Because that's where we are. And Bezrat Hashem will move from level to level, attaining new perceptions and understandings of the teachings of the tzaddik. But we have to have simple amunah in that there is a level, there is a difference in level here going on. And that there's a certain reason why Rabenu speaks to Rabbi in this fashion. That we shouldn't get discouraged in this way. Because Rabenu spoke to each and every individual the way he needed to hear it. And for Rabbi because Rabbi was running and felt as if he was very high, there needed to be a humbling process. And the tzaddik needs to do this sometimes even maybe against his own will, to be able to help this person come back to Chuvah. And Rabbi Yudha became a much bigger tzaddik, as we know later on. For everything that the tzaddik does, to push away is only to bring closer. So, that's it for today. And God willing, next episode we'll do, we'll start with Seif Rish Tzaddik Conversation 293, Bezad